Hey, hey, welcome to Well-Balanced Life. If you're new here, welcome. We're so happy that you're here. Uh, today's episode should be a good one, if not educational, definitely entertaining. <laughs> um, as you can tell by the title, let's talk about sex. Today's topic is on just that. I think it's really important that we have these conversations with our kids, uh, especially with our kids that have these diagnoses of autism and alcohol. Um, really, it's it's good for anyone. Um, it's just really important that we set really, really clear boundaries on, um, you know, what's what's appropriate and what's not, especially around consent and uh, setting up those boundaries for ourselves. So, um, I'm sure we'll have some good tips today. Uh, but I would suggest maybe listening on your own. Um, Maybe not with your child right away because our kids are all developing at their own stages, right? So you have to be able to talk to your child um, in a way that is appropriate for them. And this is just kind of where we are at. Uh, It's been a long time. We've basically taught Gracie the basics over the years and she's almost 20. Uh, And we're just starting to really talk about, um, I guess, some more adult conversation we're having surrounding that as opposed to sex being just to make babies. So (laughs) Um, I'm here with Gracie today. We've decided to talk about this topic because it's a conversation that's starting to come up with one of her friends. Um, And again, I think it's, it's great if they have a friend that they feel comfortable to talk to about some more private matters. However, it's really important that they're getting the right information um, from us. So Just to give you a bit of a history, we are a very open family. We talk about, well, just about everything with, you know, no judgment, but definitely some humor in there. Um, No question is a dumb question. Uh, You know, there's many topics that maybe some people feel that shouldn't be openly spoken about, um, but we do. Often they come up at the dinner table or the most random times, and uh, I think that's where the humor comes in, trying to figure out how we even got onto these topics, AG. Yeah. Um, now, as open as we are, my three kids are very, very different. Josh is extremely private, Emma is somewhat private, and Gracie's, like, completely open. And that's partly out of, you know, not really worrying about embarrassment, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and partly, you know, part of it is out of just being naive. So, let's go. Let's do this, eh? Um, the other night, she decided, I don't think we were having dinner. That no, dinner no. <laughs> but she decided to tell us that there are seven ways to have sex. And let me tell you, when we asked her what those ways were, they were, it was good. <laughs> um, and again, I'm like a little leery to even say what that we didn't actually go through all seven. So I am still curious, but, um, Yeah. So anyways, I maybe we should talk on our own first before doing the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we'll see where we end up. But we, like I said, we've always just kind of said that sex was for making babies and we taught her about boundaries and consent. But since going to college and having more independence and freedom, um, especially not having one-on-one support with her all the time, Uh, She was actually asking us more questions about why we didn't want her going places alone with someone, even if she became friends with somebody in her classroom, um, you know, we didn't want her going alone with anybody anywhere. And so um, 
eventually we had to talk about what sexual assault was and harassment and rape and you know just the fact that one traumatic experience can change your entire life so there's some pretty big and heavy conversations uh, but like I said before too with our kids we need to be very very clear especially around setting boundaries and consent so to keep them safe and to keep others safe as well so keep listening if you think this will help you um, open the conversation with your child and then just maybe skip this one if it's triggering for you. So, where should we start? Uh, chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, like I said, we had a conversation the other night. Um, now, we don't want to embarrass anybody, right? Yeah. Because Gracie, we don't want to embarrass anybody. So don't give the detail. You know what would be embarrassing, right? Yeah. For the other person. So don't mention that. But how did this conversation even come up? Uh, we were just talking, I, well, actually, I brought it up, I said something to my brother about my friend, and that kind of was just, like, that's kind of how it started, and then we were just talking about it, and then I brought it up, and then everyone just starts laughing immediately, and then Josh ratted me out because I had three pops. (laughs) Well, that's because you were kind of talking about somebody else, so, um... (laughs) Yeah. So, like we said, you've always known that sex has been to make a baby. Yes. Right? And now you know that sex is also for fun. Yes. What do you think of that? Um, I just think, since, I don't know, it's hard to say, because, like, I don't know, I don't think people should do it for fun, because I, you wanted to, can I tell them the detail? So, since, <laughs> since I was adopted, I was made for fun. But, and I'm thankful that God made me. Oh, right. <laughs> Good sorry, connection. Sorry if that was graphic. <laughs> no. no, actually, that's what she said on the way here. She didn't want to talk about what we talked about exactly um, the other night because it was too graphic and they would cancel our podcast. <laughs> right? But, no, it wasn't graphic. Um. Okay, but definitely different for you, right? Because yeah, it was a little. You've had to take that in, and I'm so curious what's been going through your mind since. Um, and then we won't go into the different types of sex. I told you that I would explain what all that was. Um, but what do you know about consent? Like you are in a relationship right now. Yes, it is the most respectful yes, relationship yeah, ever. Yeah, he really respects me, and I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, and even just to give you a kiss on the cheek, right? Yeah, there's always mm-hmm. you both ask yeah. permission yes. before you do that, which yeah. I think is so yeah. sweet. So mm-hmm. that's an example of giving consent when you say yes. Yes. To something. Yeah. You're agreeing to it. You're giving consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If somebody says no, what does no mean? No means no. I don't want to. No. Exactly. And then there's something called boundaries. Yes. Right? We've talked about boundaries before. Mm-hmm. How would you describe boundaries? Boundaries, it's like going too, too far. That's kind of what my boundary is, is when someone does something uncomfortable, it's like, okay, stop. Yeah. Well, that's when somebody has crossed a boundary. Yes. Right? When they didn't listen to your boundary. But if you set a boundary, Mm -hmm. those are the decisions that you've made 
Yeah. That you are okay with. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to do anything else. Yes. Right? Yes. So right now, a hug, kiss on the cheek, that's your boundary. That's good. Mm-hmm. If somebody tried to do something else, that's crossing your boundary. Yes. Yeah. You get that? Yeah. So I had gone to a workshop many, many years ago, and I wish I could find some, I don't know, information that I had taken, paperwork that they provide, at least with the woman's name. She had three boys that were on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, they were All three of them were diagnosed with autism, and she actually specialized in this topic. She talked to us about... You know, just hygiene and everything, how mm-hmm. to shave, the tips that you can use. She suggested that, um, you know, even EAs in the school who are helping kids with toileting to put on, like, a lab coat so that they could determine the difference between a professional mm-hmm. and, you know, um, just a regular person who, you know, might try to do inappropriate things. Yes. So um, the other thing that she talked about too though was being very very specific about age differences Mm -hmm. and one thing that you might not be aware of well you probably are we've talked about it before is about there's there's laws right? Oh. Like legally you couldn't date a 10 year old. (laughs) Right? Not that you would want to. No. You know what I mean? No. Um, And so I can't remember what her suggestion was but it was something like you can date somebody that is one or two years younger than you Mm -hmm. or you could date somebody who is one or two years older than you yes but even with that there's a certain age limit if somebody has sex with somebody who's a year or two younger Mm -hmm. it depends on the age you can still get in trouble so I think like a visual would be really good for that and visuals and social stories are also something that I would suggest. And I'll take a look, actually, and see if I still have um, some saved or links that can can bring you to that, just to talk about setting boundaries and being comfortable and, mm-hmm. and what to do. But yeah. So have you, like, I'm curious to know what you've been learning or talking about with this friend of yours. Um, I've been learning a lot. <laughs> oh, boy. This should be good. Okay, so when we're not on the podcast, you and I can have a conversation about what sex is. You can share with me what she's told you about Mm -hmm. the different types of sex or ways to have sex. Yeah. Um, And then I will give you real details. Okay. And let's just say, you know, sex can be a beautiful thing. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. And again, another topic that our kids might be really embarrassed to talk about is masturbation. Do you know what that is? No, I'm not. No? Pardon? Miscarriage? No. Oh. No. Masturbation is when you touch yourself to make yourself feel good. Oh. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. So, um, again, this incredible woman that did the workshop also made it very clear that it's important to make sure that we teach them about where and when and how often to do that. So even if we say that you can do it in a washroom, it needs to be very, very clear that a public washroom is not okay. Because some of our kids, um, you know, might think, well, I'm allowed to do it in the washroom at home, so I should be allowed to do it. It just makes sense, right? It's a bathroom. I can do it in a public washroom, and that can definitely cause some some issues. So um, sometimes, sometimes our kids can be, well, many of our kids have obsessions, and... They can include 
sensory issues like fur. Um, that was another thing that we learned at the um, at this workshop years ago was often whatever our kids are obsessed, like whatever their obsession is, it can actually turn into a sexual fantasy. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is obsessed with um, the fur on animals, their sexual fantasy can eventually include animals because of the fur. So again, that can be a criminal, well, I don't, I'm assuming a criminal offense, right? But um, we definitely want to make sure that we are providing them with the appropriate things. So it could be, um, as I said, the woman at the workshop had suggested, if they're um, obsessed with fur or animals, if you find that your, your person is obsessed with animals, it could very well just be the fur. So even going to fabric land and getting different types of fabrics that resemble different mm-hmm. kinds of fur and feelings and cutting those up into little squares, putting them in a bin and like a little bin, putting it under their bed. Um, and like I said, being very, very specific on how many times a week, how long when they are doing it for, um, and where, meaning just, I think the safest place would be in their bedroom. Um, so public versus private, really, really important. And then also talking about those body changes and stuff, mm-hmm, yes. right? Like you've noticed a big change in yourself too. Yeah. <laughs> she looks down at her chest. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> learning about all of that, right? Because hormones change as they get older. Bodies change as they get older. Healthy relationships are an important part too. And they, we didn't have this when I was younger, um, but online relationships are a big thing right Mm -hmm. because a lot of kids are um, meeting people online whether it's playing video games and communicating with them or uh, you know even meeting kids at school and then texting and Mm -hmm. and you know you've experienced um, being asked oh yeah to send you a a a picture yeah right of some of of your breasts yes you did, you did a good thing to come to me yes, right away. because you taught me that. Yes. But even if you're in a relationship with somebody and they ask you to send a picture and you're not embarrassed to do that, that picture is on the internet forever. Yes. Well, I shouldn't say on the internet. If it's through a text or something, then... But that person could put it on the internet mm-hmm. or they could show other people, right? Yes. So it's important that we don't post anything online that you wouldn't share with your grandma. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I think it's also important that we talk about or or make sure that our kids are comfortable to talk to us if they're thinking about having sex, right? Yes. So I've told you that if you ever thought that you wanted to do that, like right now, Gracie's like, absolutely not. Like sex is for making babies and I don't want a baby. Now you know that sex, some people have sex to have fun, Mm -hmm. but you're not comfortable with that. Um, I would still want you to come to me if you were even thinking that you wanted to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Why do you think that's important? Uh, because it's better than finding out from a doctor. From a doctor? Because <laughs> when you take a pregnancy test. Oh. Yeah. So you want to know all the safety precautions yeah. and stuff first, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good thing too. So 
um, you know, teaching them all about that, birth control pills and condoms and... I think I asked you this before. You know what a condom is, right? Yes, it protects the... from going into the... <laughs> protects the... from going into the... Yeah. <laughs> okay. But again, these are things that my other children have learned from me, obviously, you know, as parents, we talk to our kids and try to teach them, you know, how to be safe, uh, how to protect themselves, all about consent, boundaries, what all that is. Um, but they also learn from their peers and at school and on TV as they get older and their TV shows get older, they see some things on TV and Gracie doesn't actually watch those things. You're just starting to now, I think. Yes. Um, she did watch a movie and, and saw some of that. So as she's getting older, uh, and you know, going to movies to see things with friends, that stuff is kind of more apparent. So yeah. I guess that's my fault. You know, there would definitely be some confusion when you see somebody having sex on TV and they're not making a baby. Yes. <laughs> that's all I've told you. Yes. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, we just need to be aware that it's out there. They're hearing it. And it's really important that they get the proper information from us. And as mentioned before, the more common sense it seems to us, the more we need to explain it to them. And that came right from a beautiful woman named Roz who uh, presented at the Geneva Center conference. Um, and that's about everything. Teaching skills, you know, crossing the street or brushing her teeth or whatever. The more, she always said, the more common sense it is to us, the more we need to teach the person with autism. The other thing that I think is an important topic is like sexual orientation and gender identity. And do you remember when you told me years ago that, um, how did you word it? She said, Mom, I've gone gay. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. And she experimented a little bit with, like, being attracted to... Well, I say experimented because, um, like, there was somebody at camp. You yeah. didn't really experiment with any kind of activity, but you were attracted to... Well, I don't even know if attraction is the word because... And when I was learning about that myself so that I could support Gracie in the best way, well, I... Well, little, I was acting like I was dating my best friend. And, uh, you know... But I remember looking things up, and, like, specifically with autism and um, sexual orientation and gender identity and expression, and um, it turned out that there is a higher rate of non-binary individuals um, who are on the spectrum than those who are not on the spectrum and I really feel that's because you just see everybody as a person yeah like you don't look at somebody and automatically think that's a boy or a girl mm -hmm. um, but in saying that when you were younger if there was somebody who um, was female at birth and maybe even identified as female, but they had a really low, deep voice mm -hmm. or facial hair. Uh, you were a little bit intrigued by that. So I wouldn't say that you didn't notice it. You did. Mm -hmm. um, and you were quite sweet about it, actually. We, we were at, do you remember when we went to the hotel? And, yeah. And, um, well, I won't say where, just in case. But uh, we were at a hotel, and there was a woman who helped us when we were checking in. She had a really, really deep voice. Do you remember yeah. that? Do you remember what you said? I said, I like your voice. I like your voice. <laughs> Anyways, it was super sweet. But you, um, 
you just see a person as a person. Yes. Right? I have. And you're really big on personality. Yes. And how they treat you. Yes. And I really feel like so many of us can learn so much from you. Like when I see you and Cameron and the way you treat each other, you're completely honest and open about (laughs) everything. And there's no feelings of um, jealousy or there's no feelings that, oh, he doesn't like me because he doesn't want to have his arm around me right now or he doesn't want to hold my hand or vice versa. I do remember Cameron's mom was telling me that, or sorry, it was Cameron's dad was telling me that, you know, you guys were, when you first started dating, you wanted to hold his hand all the time. You guys were even in the pool and you were holding his hand and he just said to you, Gracie, my hand needs a little break right now. And you're like, okay. Right? It didn't upset you. No. It didn't make you think, oh, he doesn't like me. Yeah. Um, and Mark just thought that was so amazing that, <laughs> yeah. you know, you guys are just honest with each other. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a wonderful thing. And I think many of us can learn a lot from, yes. from you. So. so as we're doing this podcast, I'm noticing that there are a lot of topics that we can kind of touch on. And I don't know if maybe, you know, today's topic kind of opened it up and maybe we can talk about the specifics like just do one episode on you know privacy do one episode on consent we'll take a look at that and see if you know there's enough information but I did find a really good resource uh, from the organization for autism research that's the website that it's called and it's actually titled um, self-education for self-advocates and it has so many great um topics I'll just read them out here it's public versus private healthy relationships puberty consent dating sexual orientation am I ready sexual activity and online relationships and they have a podcast for all of those topics Um, I think there's about nine or ten episodes and then they also have um, something that you can read print out and read and they also have really short clips that you can show your youth and they say it's for 15 and up specific it's written specifically for autistic people age 15 and up I've watched some of the videos I haven't gone through all of it but it just is very um, clear and concise and simple conversations in really short clips which I think is really beneficial yeah so I'm gonna share that in our podcast or know what the show notes or whatever it's called I never know what to call those anyway I'll put those in there is there anything else that you wanted to say today? No. No? <laughs> so maybe we'll just leave it at that because it is getting a little bit long. And um, yeah, so we'll, we'll chat later. <laughs> maybe after we have our conversation, you can tell them what you've learned. Okay. Only if you want to, though. Okay. Okay? Well, thanks for listening. You're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> thanks. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.